nutritionist or whatever might look at that Mm. and be like oh my gosh or anyone that's sort of got those orthorexic tendencies might be like oh no but actually that that is what works for what we were about to do Mm. um and having a whole meal piece of toast would have worked to our disadvantage in that instance Hello and welcome back to another episode of Understanding Living, the podcast. I'm your host, Scarlett Gilbar, and I'm a registered associate nutritionist who specialises in non-diet nutrition. Today, I'm joined by Abby Attenborough, and Abby is a qualified PT and AFN registered associate nutritionist. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about how to optimise our nutrition for our workouts, touching on supplements, when and if we should use them, um, talking about protein and what to eat before and after a workout. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Thank you so much, Abby, for coming on um, today. Really excited to get chatting with you about everything. Um, obviously, today we're talking about just how to optimize nutrition in terms of like working out and all that good stuff, because I know that can be really confusing um, for some people. So just to start off, um, just like the questions can be very general. So what should people eat? Like what's the optimum thing that people should eat like before or after a workout, would you say? So I think this is very individualized mm. and it depends when you're doing your workout. Um, quite often that might be the, the determining factor. So if you're working out in the morning, like fasted, maybe I tend, if I work out in the morning, I tend to work out fast mm. just because you might literally be getting up and rolling out of bed, um, which yeah. people are doing now um, <laughs> and working out. Whereas before you might have had half an hour, 45 minutes to get to the gym. And in that case, I would maybe recommend having um, some form of carbohydrates. Maybe that's in the form of a banana, something that's quite fast um, mm. energy and releasing. So a, a pre-training snack is, is a great opportunity to just sort of top up any carbohydrates because if you think you've been fasting all night just by sleeping you might need some energy and some people have lower blood pressure just naturally anyway maybe mm. more prone to fainting or feeling faint when doing exercise so I would recommend having some form of carbohydrates just mm. that might even be like a cereal or an oat bar um, that might be a fruit smoothie of some kind um, banana rice cakes um, and it also depends on the intensity of the exercise as well um, you know if if you're doing a long arduous like crossfit really intense workout then mm. it may not be best to do that fasted um, and then of course if you're eating late if you're doing the workout later in the day um, you I'd say it's good to have a sort of a meal a couple of hours before um, maybe like your meal three hours before and then a snack like half an hour before mm-hmm. um, so the, yeah so if you're heading out early in the morning um, it would be good to have something and maybe topping up again before like an evening gym session um, but definitely sort of snacking an hour 90 minutes before a training session dependent on the individual mm. um think something high in carbohydrates low in fiber and low in fat and that will help with the digestion of it because if you eat something that's high in fiber that might give you a little bit of a, a discomfort uh, mm. in your gastrointestinal <laughs> gi tract yeah um but yeah main meals should provide the bulk of your fuel um and a top-up snack looks to provide that additional energy um, to smash that session. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So 
I know for a lot of people, like they'll want to work out in the morning and be like, okay, I know I need to fuel myself in the morning, but I actually feel sick. Like, I, I, like they, they don't eat because they just make themselves feel sick. So what should these people do? Should they yeah. eat something anyway? Or should they just like, just push through, like push through any anyway? Or should they just leave it and just work out? I, I think it's about finding what works for you mm-hmm. um, and I was quite often the same I, I just couldn't face anything so early in the morning especially if you're you know working out before work at like 6am mm-hmm. so I would recommend having like even half a banana like just have something even yeah. if it's half of what um, the portion size like half of the oat bar or um, you know one rice cake instead of two or mm. um just something maybe quite sweet like you know those serene um oh yeah the serene loaf things loaves. yeah yeah just having those. like uh instead of the whole thing just having a massive bite mm. um of that um just having something um but if you are, f- are fine with doing a 45 minute workout mm. and 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 doing it fasted and you would feel worse by having something to eat then yeah of course just go with how you're feeling and don't have it I think it's more if you're getting up you're not working out for another hour that hour is a workout so then it's sort of it's been over two hours since you've woken up and you haven't had anything Mm. and in those circumstances I might recommend just at least trying to have something that might even be like a a bit of Greek yogurt and some fruit or something yeah oh that's a good idea I've never really thought about um Greek yogurt I know one thing that I used to always do when I was like working out in the morning say before whatever I would always have dates they were like my favorite thing to have just a couple of dates because they were really small and they just like easy to I know they've got quite high fiber maybe but they were just like high sugar just really easy for me to just eat and even if it was just like a placebo I hate working out hungry like that's like one of my pet peeves like I will stop a workout if I'm too hungry so I think yeah. um that's another reason I guess as well to eat something before working out definitely and dates are good post-workout just to top Mm. up your glycogen stores as well um it is fast you know releasing energy there um but I think it is just about finding what works for you there's no right there's no wrong Mm. just stick to more um carbohydrate based foods um minimal um fiber and minimal fat and this is a perfect instance of where you know whole grain carbohydrates aren't necessarily the best and Mm. actually white carbohydrates are like when I was running cross country before Mm. we had a cross country race we would be having white toast we'd go Mm. to the canteen and we'd all have jam and white toast and you know nutritionist or whatever might look at that Mm. and be like oh my gosh or anyone that's sort of got those orthorexic tendencies might be like oh no but actually that that is what works for what we were about to do Mm. um and having a whole meal piece of toast would have worked to our disadvantage in that instance um so if you actually love your your white carbs and you know you're not going to give that up that is part of just your kind of your ethos of that's Mm. you love them and you're you want to enjoy life actually then you can integrate that into part of a healthy life just maybe having them before workouts Mm. and and that's when you have them yeah Um, so yeah yeah I think that's good I think um another question that people might be asking sorry um is like how much should I be eating but I guess you kind of 
already touched on that a little bit but I don't know if you want to go into more depth on it I think obviously I'm a non-diet nutritionist I always say to people just eat what it is you, you feel like you should eat but I don't know from your perspective is there anything different yeah I think it's sort of what we touched on and and thinking about um the timing of your workout so mm-hmm. if it is later in the day you have had a meal or two if you've had breakfast and lunch and you're having it before dinner and um and then if if it's been a while since lunch so say you had lunch at 1 p.m and you're it's now 6 p.m you finished work I would 100% recommend having like a substantial snack before working out if you're mm-hmm. working out before dinner but that's just going on how you're feeling you know if you've had a massive lunch at 3 p.m then you, sh- you might be fine to go straight into a workout mm. at six so it just depends on the individual and when they've eaten that day but definitely don't leave it for longer than um sort of three to four hours without eating anything eating something yeah. yeah okay cool so I think we can go on to like the next subject really easy now it's kind of like I think one of the other main questions and I think specifically when people look at having this like new lifestyle and exercising more they go and buy supplements so like should we supplement and what ones actually make a difference so this one is such a controversial sort of topic that needs to be talked Mm -hmm. about and and because everyone everyone does have supplements in some shape or form I I take a supplement I take a vitamin d supplement um I don't know about you Scarlett um and and a few other supplements I take for different periods in my in my life and I think that says it in itself as in different periods of your life you might be needing more of something than Mm. uh, than something other so um for instance when I was um had some like scars on my face I was taking vitamin e supplements to just help with the healing mm-hmm. in terms of uh sports I would always go for a food first approach and that's probably a phrase that people listening might have heard of um yeah. and I, I say it many times and um because it is really relevant um can a, a supplement replace a bad diet no mm-hmm. you know can um exercise replace a bad diet no you can't sort of outrun a bad diet um it's I don't like to put numbers on it but it kind of is like 70% nutrition 30 actually even more probably yeah it could some people play 90% nutrition 10% exercise Mm. 80% 20 I think supplements are meant to supplement it's in the word they're Mm -hmm. they're meant to supplement the diet not replace it and yeah my advice to any of my clients and to anyone listening would be before spending money on a supplement look to see if you can get the desired result through a food first approach mm-hmm. um reasons why people may supplement convenience um yeah. travel, mm-hmm. performance benefit supplements may play a role but if you're needing caffeine multiple times a day just to get through the day perhaps your overall diet and and sleep pattern rather than racing to supplement straight away think about that um yeah and, and in this instance, it's definitely worth talking to a qualified nutritionist um, like yourself or me um, to discuss current lifestyles and, and food intake to assess mm. whether a supplement is actually needed. Um, with supplements, I always just like to think of like the hierarchy of nutrition. So, you know, in, in like a pyramid and yeah. your calorie intake is at the bottom and your sort of macronutrients. Then maybe the timing of that, which we spoke about mm-hmm. um, earlier, um, 
about eating before an exercise we didn't even mention supplements at that yeah. point and then supplements are at the the top of that pyramid so when you're looking at nutrition I think always focus on the basics and then those goals are being hit regularly then it might be time to progress into something a little bit more fine-tuned mm. um but there's no point taking supplements if the diet needs a lot of work yeah I agree I think well for one for supplements our body might not necessarily um absorb all the nutrients just because of bioavailability and all that good stuff um I mean a lot of it's not necessarily like pre-workout and stuff um and a lot of these supplements like you see like um like uh I don't know fat busters and like these carb crushers whatever the hell they are they're kind of they're not necessarily very well researched and the stuff that is research isn't necessarily um like that in depth and it can be like maybe just from the companies it's quite biased as well I think 100% the supplement industry is not regulated the Mm -hmm. FDA the food and drug administration um you know it's just there is no regulation there of fat burners like there's even been deaths because of fat burners Um, yeah I've seen I know we had to when I was in um in uni we were doing we had to um just talk about a supplement and one of ours was a like a hunger buster thing and it was literally just like fiber from a cactus so like um this fiber then basically jellified in your stomach to make you feel fuller and it's just like if you just have too much of that like that can be so dangerous and like cause blockages so people will then think like oh it's fine because it's like a health supplement I'm allowed to take it because like it's been I don't think yeah it's natural I don't think it was allowed to be sold in this country um anyway which is good but um like there's like people just think like oh I'm taking a supplement therefore I'm healthy like they'll I mean like healthy is such an arbitrary term I think it's different for everyone but they'll just put such a high they'll put supplements on such a pedestal Mm -hmm. I feel like when actually your diet should be the thing that you focus on the most especially Mm. if you have um particular goals for something like if you obviously as an intuitive eating like I do like a non-diet and stuff obviously I don't won't recommend anyone to necessarily track their calories and stuff but I still think you can be semi-conscious about what you're eating so for me like if I feel like I haven't had a lot of protein during the day I know that protein for me helps me feel a lot fuller therefore then I'll maybe supplement in the evening and have like a protein shake or something but I won't have something that I don't like so I think and even even in that sense you're looking mm. at it from when I say calorie intake I just mean you're gen- what generally General. you're eating yeah. throughout the day like mm. I don't track and I don't yeah. advocate my patients to track anyway that's just the way I work yeah, yeah. um but it's going back to that hierarchy and just your general intake is mm. at the bottom whether yeah. you are doing that intuitively or not and mm-hmm. then supplements are really at the top, the top and, yeah um you know you said about the the fat burners forming that gel in your stomach well that sounds familiar what does fiber do like yeah. it's about um you know not using anything artificial mm-hmm. where you can um and and that goes with sort of whole foods eating anyway I just try and say you know just choose things with the least amount of ingredients and, mm-hmm. and the sim- in their simplest form because yeah. our bodies are going to likely remember uh, recognize that what that is but fat burners it's just going to wreak havoc with your metabolism and things Mm -hmm. and you know there's definitely swaps so like for the classic um 
protein shakes if we were looking to go for the natural version you have got your meat your fish and your eggs and dairy if you are vegan or vegetarian then you've got legumes and and Mm. then tofu um omega-3 supplements well you've got Mm. the real um omega-3 so you have your fatty fish your salmon your mackerel your herring your trout Mm -hmm. um and then you've got flax seeds and chia seeds as the um vegetarian vegan version um coffee is a Mm pre-workout yeah um you can use that I use coffee as a pre-workout um I did try my brother's I remember it had like a skull on it or something and it like gave it gave him the tingles or something oh yeah and I was like "Mm, no they're not for me they give me so much anxiety especially when it's okay but it's like when when the tingles then reach your face yeah there's just how much did you take oh it was literally it was like a shot of like this stuff and it was like super strong like me and my friend were going to do this really like massive workout so we did like pilates beforehand and then we're going to do weights afterwards so i took this shot my face was tingling and i was like sweating i was just like i don't know what the hell was in this thing but i was just like ah i literally felt like so on edge Mm. i think but people i think well i just think supplements are just put on such a hierarchy and they think that and i like i know a lot of people and my partner is specific well not just specifically he's like one of these type of people um when he wants to improve his lifestyle, he'll then go and buy all these supplements. Mm. And it's just like, you can do all these other things first. Like you said, a diet first approach and like changing things in your diet because our bodies are really smart. They know what it is that we need. And if we listen to it as hard as it is, I think especially with like diet culture, but that's another thing. It's very hard for us to get in tune with our bodies again. Like we're very good at knowing how much we need to eat. And especially when it comes to like intake, we feel hungry for a reason. If we're hungry, it means we need to eat. Therefore, mm-hmm. like that kind of Listening thing. Listening to your body. Yeah. And, and taking a couple of my clients at the moment, I have, for example, um, mm. I've recommended supplements only because one of them doesn't eat fish. So okay, yeah. um, he's taking some omega-3s. And um, the other lady uh, has PCOS. And there's mm. evidence to suggest that vitamin D supplementation um, helps um, with that in some circumstances. Mm. So um and actually everyone in the UK is to advised take it, yeah. from October to March to take it so mm. um yeah there are definitely a time and a place for sure mm-hmm. yeah definitely. Um, and it comes down to the individual but just think food first approach how can I um obtain these nutrients through my diet and if I really can't then you know you might not and probiotics you know um, oh yeah when you're traveling um you might want to take some because um traveler's diarrhea is that what it's called traveling yeah i think so i know there's one like barley barley belly it's like a massive one that i know of yeah and and that can have quite detrimental effects on your Mm. microbiome if you get it but i've personally apart from when i went to india and i mean you're lucky if you don't get anything if you go to india um but again with probiotics you know fermented foods such as Mm. yogurts kefir um if you don't have dairy then there's kombucha and sauerkraut and um Uh, kimchi is another one kimchi yeah um yeah all great and you can make them your own i've Mm -hmm. got something in the cupboard that i need to do but i just it's the um what's the the has a weird word oh uh, the kombucha with oh uh scooby Scooby. Scooby. yeah 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 scooby scooby oh cute oh that's so exciting you're gonna make it well it kombucha is expensive even in um, yeah i know 
in Tesco's or Sainsbury's or mm-hmm. uh, like it's still two three pounds for yeah more. I'm just that mm, no I don't want to pay for that yeah no, you always have to send some my way because I think once you start you've got a little a, brewing so yeah, yeah a little brewing company I think once you've got your like base your mother then you can just make just continue oh. I, I I was gonna do it but my mom told me not to because we have she didn't want me to do it but I was really I was like really like researched it I was like thinking like where to get a Scooby from all this good stuff so, I just like, got I it from Amazon it. yeah I know <laughs> I was like redoing all this research to make sure I wouldn't kill it because I probably would um uh, I know um, sorry go I was I was just gonna say um talking about supplements and, and mm. protein shakes and everything and and there being a time and a place I think people also have this um preconceived idea about like what diet way maybe Mm. you know and they use it when they're going on they tend to associate it with a a diet and when they're getting clean in uh, quotations but I think you know what they think happens is you lose weight and it's a a a body fat quick low calorie thing but actually diet way is just a Mm. convenient source of protein like you said to meet your protein goal Mm -hmm. that's what it is it's not this magical diet thing Mm -hmm. it's actually a convenient source of protein when you might not have had enough during the day yeah yeah exactly yeah that's the thing that I think people should use it for I know there's so many like um companies out there that say that you should have a protein shake instead of a meal which I think is absolutely ridiculous because well I just think it's ridiculous why would you anyway um so it's just like I think from that idea like then people think like oh yeah the protein shake is a meal in itself just like no it's literally just protein with some milk like or some water however you take it it's not a full-on meal if you really want to make sure that you're optimizing your diet and you are getting all the nutrients that you need in a day and eating enough then you need to make sure that you are eating enough that you are Mm. using these things as a supplement they're not made even though they're advertised for they're not made for the long term to be Mm. um like used daily that's like the whole point of them they're not used to be as a meal uh, replacement yeah and and protein and we're talking about exercise and mm. eating around exercise if you're increasing your exercise you also need to impre- increase your food mm-hmm. um because that is going to supplement then you do need protein you need mm-hmm. amino acid leucine especially to stimulate muscle protein synthesis so you do need to make sure you're eating carbohydrates for fuel mm-hmm. and you do need to make sure you're eating protein for your muscles and recovery and there are definitely natural forms, you know, yogurts can be great at mm. breakfast or snack, as we said at the beginning, yeah. even a dessert to get in that extra oh, yeah. protein, mm-hmm. but also then being clever about, okay, what yogurt though? Because so um, Greek yogurt is mm-hmm. um, similar, similar macronutrients apart from the protein to a standard um, sort of natural yogurt. So opt for Greek yogurt because mm. it just has naturally much more protein in it um so you know it's important if you're looking to hit a protein target Mm -hmm. to increase your muscle or support muscle mass that you know that's considered um so there's definitely ways that you can have protein in every meal and that's what I do suggest like you said for satiety as well Mm -hmm. um to sort of prevent any mindless snacking or you have busy days but you don't want to go uh, a long period of time without having sort of substantial meals but if you've mm-hmm. had a substantial breakfast and a substantial lunch 
you know you can sort of get on with your day in the in-between not mm-hmm. sort of having these dips and these cravings mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just sort of being make being clever with options like that so there's a tip for you you know greek yogurt um has double the amount of protein as a sort of normal natural mm-hmm. yogurt yeah and i think just one more thing before we go on to um the next topic a lot of the time supplements are just a waste of money <laughs> like um like bcaa's uh branched chain amino acids they're yeah. like pounded like in the market for like helping with recovery when really you if, if you eat enough protein like you were saying mm-hmm. you'll get all those nutrients anyway and the same with pre-workout you can have coffee with protein powders you can um just optimize your diet to like increase your protein like you said so yeah. You don't necessarily have to have these things. Vitamins and stuff, again, it is dependent on the person. Um, for us in the UK, it's recommended we have vitamin D and all that good stuff. So it is like person to person. But protein powders and these quote unquote sports um, supplements, unless you're a professional athlete who mm. needs certain things as determined by their nutritionist or dietitian, we don't necessarily need to buy these things. So it's not like a must have for the everyday person and I and I get that it's hard when so-called we probably all know who has released tropical BCAA uh, um, supplements recently Um, you know she's successful in her own right but Mm -hmm. you get confused because you've got intellectual intelligent people releasing things that because you trust that person you then trust that brand but actually don't go and buy BCAAs (laughs) Um, that's like a personal vendetta there about BCAAs if it encourages you so the reason I might take a BCAA is because I don't think I drink enough water yeah that's what I was gonna say I put squash or squash in my water so that I drink more so BCAAs might make your water taste a bit nice Mm -hmm. that is the reason I'm taking it not because it is going to give me energy and um grow improve all these things yeah you're finally you're finally gonna feel less sore a lot of the time when people are like oh yeah I had my BCSA, BCAAs and I feel like so less sore the next day it's probably just like a, a placebo thing yeah that's the word yeah like a placebo effect like our brain is very powerful if we tell ourselves that something's gonna work it's probably gonna work if you tell yourself you're sick I remember once oh I was, I was trying to skive off work one day because they wouldn't give me the day off so I was pretending my mum even um vouched me for this she let me do it and was like oh I was like okay I'm gonna pretend I'm gonna be sick so I'm not gonna wear any makeup I'm gonna like accentuate the dark circles under my eyes all that good stuff and I'm gonna pretend all day that I feel really sick so that tomorrow I can call in sick and they won't like think anything of it I literally started to feel like absolute shit that day but there was like nothing wrong with me I was completely oh, fine <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I was just like because I was just believing I was so engrossed in the role that I believed that I was feeling ill which is just shows you how powerful the mind can be so just um, yeah keep that in mind um so just going on to the next thing so I think we could talk about supplements all day <laughs> um is there I know this question is asked quite often I think you see this a lot um in the nutrition and wellness space but is there an optimum time to eat certain things so like protein I know um the thing that you hear is like oh you must eat x amount of protein uh, at a certain time after your um mm-hmm. workout so how true is that or just eating around workouts in general how true sure so also going back on to what you're saying about um 
sort of fueling that workout and the job of what BCAAs is supposedly meant to do there is also a lot of talk about this um anabolic window that you need to Mm. eat within and from you know my professional advice here is that basically unless you are an athlete and you are training again that same day Mm -hmm. there is no rush about getting in that that protein within this half an hour window anything Mm -hmm. the only reason you might want to eat maybe within the hour is to refuel and um, your glycogen levels so that you actually generally have enough energy to to train again that same Mm -hmm. day so unless you are a professional athlete doing hours and hours of training a day you do not need to eat within this supposed anabolic window mm-hmm. um you know recovery nutrition is an essential part of any training program and post-workout fuel is just as important as pre-workout fuel but just like eating intuitively you can do exactly the same with that you know and also actually quite a lot of people myself included after you work out your appetite decreases um mm. because you know all the blood is is going elsewhere and um you might not actually be hungry for mm-hmm. another you know half an hour or an hour it will come in a big way yeah in a big way yeah <laughs> but um you know I wouldn't feel like chugging down a protein shake just mm-hmm. after I've worked out no. um a good rule of thumb is to follow the sort of three r's of recovery mm-hmm. um and um that is rehydrate refuel rebuild um and anita bean talks about this in her um she's a great sports nutritionist and she's actually uh in our health and nutrition book club you know we're reading her book this month and um she's just great and she says the three r's of recovery Mm. just rehydrate refuel rebuild so think fluids first so you know the exact amount you need to drink will depend on how on you firstly mm-hmm. your size um and how much you sweat I don't sweat at all like I just I don't I wish I did more oh, I, I sweat so much <laughs> I'm some, a complete opposite <laughs> some people no but I feel like I'm not um you know if you like or if you drink a lot you want to sweat out all the toxins, oh yeah yeah whereas I don't I'm like oh, yeah God, staying yeah. all in my body yeah um so if you sweat more then you'll need to drink more mm. um and also just um if you're an intense athlete um a professional athlete they normally actually weigh you before and after nothing to do mm. with your actual weight it's actually to do with what was your water weight before how mm. much of you water have you lost um during that training session then yeah. how much do you then need to re- rehydrate yourself mm. but that's getting to the really nitty-gritty nitty yeah. sports nutrition but I think just you know you aim to the go-to is if we are talking numbers is aim to replace each one kilogram of your weight or sweat loss with 1.2 to 1.5 liters of fluid okay. um for anyone that uh, wants to know the interested yeah exact terms but I mean you know if your fluid losses have been relatively small then water would do a perfectly good job of replacing um lost fluid you know mm. you don't need to be going and buying sports drinks, oh, sports drinks yeah. um but if fluid loss losses have been really high you're in a hot country mm. um you're training you're training for a marathon or something then and you sweat a lot then mm. maybe opting for a drink with electrolytes in it might 
be more beneficial and in that sense a sports drink may be more beneficial but I don't recommend having sports drinks unless you're doing you know over 90 minutes of exercise Mm. um water can do a perfectly good job um and then refuel with carbs essential to replenish Mm. the glycogen stores um and the harder and longer you've trained the more you need to replace um so sort of as a guide high intensity training like running cycling swimming they're gonna deplete your glycogen stores more than low intensity such as walking or yoga um or sort of jogging um so you know in other words you'll need more carbohydrates after an endurance workout than a Mm -hmm. than a sort of less uh strenuous one and the final thing is the rebuild section which i mentioned which is rebuilding with protein um so the protein is going to repair those damaged uh, muscle fibers and support the formation of new muscle tissue um and it doesn't necessarily as we said it doesn't necessarily have to be a protein shake Mm -hmm. at all you know numerous studies suggest that um natural protein sources such as dairy or um or not natural food sources such Mm -hmm. as dairy soya milk um are just as effective for muscle recovery as protein supplements actually Mm. a glass of milk is one of the best things you can have after a workout because Mm. it has natural carbohydrates and natural protein in it yeah perfect things that you need after a workout yeah. carbs and protein and people just shunned dairy and milk because mm. of the rise of veganism and and um a lot of dermatologists and people suffering with skin are like avoid dairy, yeah. dairy but a glass of milk is the best thing you can have after a workout yeah I was gonna say I've heard a myth about chocolate milk being like a really good thing to have after a workout so I guess it kind of goes the same I think well, I mean, the whole dairy and like the gluten thing like you like you mentioned, and I think that's a tale for another time, but that's such a big topic where um, people are now scared of eating these things because of health trends and all that good stuff. But um, like you said, like milk is such a powerful thing and includes everything that you need. So you could just have a glass of milk. You don't necessarily have to have that protein shake. You can have milk. 100%. That be sufficient. Uh, I mean, I eat dairy. The, I, the extra mm-hmm. thing don't have is, is milk and that is taste that is literally taste yeah uh, the actual cow's milk because if I drink that now I feel like I'm actually like <laughs> lit- licking an udder like it's so I can't nice. describe it Far- <laughs> farmy farmy is the word I'm gonna use yeah okay and if someone so if I order a coffee and they accidentally give me dairy milk mm. I can taste it <laughs> but I'll eat cream mm, cheese, yeah like that's fine the thing's just um, milk but I don't know if that's because when I was younger, I was allergic to cow's milk, which is quite common um, mm. to have that allergy. So I think I've just, I've never had, never had, had it yeah. since, um, since literally I was breastfed. Yeah. So um, I had goat's milk. Um, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Maybe, but, yeah. Could um, be something yeah. behind it. Yeah. But I'm um, just conscious of time. So just. Um, I feel like we've, we've covered a lot people are gonna need a pen <laughs> yeah, and know. paper for yeah, I know, literally I know <laughs> um just like kind of lastly so um who should really be worrying about like optimizing their nutrition for a workout is it because I'm sure everyone who's listening to this is like oh my god do I have to do all these things or 
who is who should really be worrying about optimizing their nutrition would you say I think that's a really good question um I think it's as we said earlier with that that sort of um post-workout window of refueling um if you are an athlete and a professional athlete then nutrition is very very important and can make the difference um Mm -hmm. but you are mainly doing it to fuel and then recover and nutrition can really um aid that but for the average gym goer you know you don't need the supplements it's a food first approach as we spoke about Mm -hmm. it's um not leaving it too long before um like working out that you're gonna pass out from Mm -hmm. faintness and you don't have any carbohydrates in your system to do a good workout Mm -hmm. what's the point if you're only going to go do it half-heartedly and and can't be asked because you haven't eaten all day yeah like there's no point um and then after it's it's sticking to not having to do it within the hour or within the half an hour you know go home and and cook a lovely dinner when and when you're ready Mm -hmm. um but it it is just having the carbohydrates and the protein post-workout to refuel your your body um Mm -hmm. but other than and this is the one like I generally quite uh say quite a high fat diet like I love my fats and Mm -hmm. I love nuts and avocados and um all that good stuff like I could Mm -hmm. eat peanut butter out of the jar oh yeah when we're talking about sports nutrition and active nutrition this is actually the one place where fats play a less prominent role Mm -hmm. um purely because before the main thing you want is the carbohydrates and then after you definitely want to rebuild with the protein and then refuel with the carbohydrates mm. um unless you're following some keto diet but that's a whole nother story where yeah. you're using fats as fuel but we won't touch that today <laughs> that's a very big topic <laughs> for people's peace of mind you know food first approach you don't need the supplements unless you have a specific dietary requirement which you should go and speak to a nutritionist about Mm. um and this whole rigid um you know you need to have this by this time it's just it's not necessary really unless you are an athlete and I'm sure the majority of people listening right now are not professional athletes Mm. but if you are hey (laughs) I hope I've done it justice yeah Yeah, cool. Well, um, coming to the end, I want to, so the thing that I want to, the whole point of this podcast is to hopefully break down those nutrition myths that people have and just to put things simply. So this next section is basically putting it simply, what are the three main things that you think that we need to remember when it comes to food and working out? Okay. If you are working out, um, if you're doing long endurance um, events make sure you've definitely eaten within the kind of 90 minutes of working out if you're doing something for longer than 90 mm-hmm. minutes if you sweat a lot and you're also working out for longer than 90 minutes you might want to think about having something other than water but other than that I think the three hours of recovery which we spoke about mm-hmm. so you've got your you know you rehydrate your refuel and your rebuild just think about that post mm-hmm. any workout and also, I think my final thing. Oh, <laughs> don't know. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, I think do what works for you because mm. you want to. You know, if you 
hate protein shakes don't drink them because joe down the road is Mm -hmm. is having his vegan gains protein shake Mm -hmm. um you know you have it because you love the flavor with your the chocolate flavor with your pancakes or something Mm -hmm. and you want you know do what works for you and if if and the same goes with that work eating before you work out in the morning if you personally are going to faint if you don't have anything mm-hmm. eat something yeah. whereas if you do eat something that's going to make you feel more sick then it's best not to eat something but there's mm-hmm. no sort of um you have to do this to get this result like it's it's not like that yeah yeah um, I think that was a sort of long-winded answer to that question but <laughs> no but I think that's like really good like we touched on so many good points and I think for me I think the overarching thing would be just listen to your body. It's very, very smart. Um, Like don't follow what that fitness person is doing or saying because they don't necessarily know um, what's best. They're probably just trying to sell a product. Um, And yeah, everything that you said, I think is just really important. Um, But again, we can talk about this for flipping ages. I think it's such a big topic, Um, but thank you so much for coming on. It's been really great. To having a chat and hopefully people are a bit more mm, clued up or a bit more chilled out when it comes to nutrition I think especially with the whole rise of um, the June dieting thing that I hate I, I think people will be stressing about like working out and all that nonsense and getting a healthier diet quote unquote so I think this is like a really important topic to talk about so people one don't panic and two don't waste their money on useless things <laughs> definitely definitely you couldn't have said it any better and thank you for having me on perfect we'll have to probably have another chat about something because it's quite fun talking to you today but anyway thank you guys for listening and um, we'll see you all next week thank you so much for tuning in today guys i hope you really enjoyed today's episode i know that me and abby definitely did enjoyed chatting all about exercise and um what it is that we need to eat and all about supplements and all that good stuff next week episode is with um lucy and we're gonna be talking about um body image and all that good stuff and i'm so excited for it because i know body image is my jam and it's lucy's jam as well so it's gonna be 10 out of 10 anyway thanks so much for listening and i shall see you guys next week Bye.